Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Wrestling Dark presents The Dark Sheets. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Daft Sheet. That's the Daft Sheet, not the clean sheets that Beth Phoenix is putting uh, on her bed for Christian this week at uh, Captain Charisma's request. Uh, but uh, we are probably going to get a lot filthier uh, than what uh, what OJ Reso uh, is planning on doing with Betty Phoenix. Uh, as usual, I am Chris Jack. I am the editor-in-chief of the Daft Sheet, a fictional uh, dirt sheet put together for the purposes of serving the, the wrestling daft listenership while uh Rab, Grado and John are busy having having careers, I suppose. Uh but as always, uh I am joined by two uh of the, the most knowledgeable of the most newsworthy men uh in the world of wrestling to help me fill the daft sheet and this week. It's uh, I, again you guys seem to be the staples these days. It's uh, Steve Roche and uh Lewis McNaughton. Lads, how have you been this week? What's what's been uh, what's been the highlights of your week so far? Today, which is uh, <laughs> as exciting as it as it gets. I was um, I was I was uh, doing my John Moxley uh, for the <laughs> uh, for the for the week. Give me kind of, I, don't, I don't see the scars on your forehead, so I'm assuming they took oh, it like, by the conventional means. Aye, uh, they did it by the uh, the old school uh, Glasgow way, uh, drawing blood. So that's too dark. <laughs> <laughs> and what about yourself, Lewis? Have you been uh, passing your bodily fluids on anybody? Uh, unfortunately not, mate, but no, <laughs> much, no much going on this week. Uh, might, might get a flu, flu jab or something, spice up my week a wee bit, if that's... If that's the the bar we're going for nowadays, um, but nah, no much this week at all. Been looking forward to this. This is my the thing that keeps me going in life. Good stuff. So, good stuff. Okay, well, I, the, I mean, we've got like plenty. Of, we get plenty of wrestling to talk about. So hopefully, you know, that's the whatever we're going to discuss is going to be your lifeblood for a, a good while longer. Loose. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't want you know you you getting all lightheaded and passing out and needing a biscuit uh, just because there's there's no <laughs> wrestling to talk about. Oh, there they give me a, well, they give me a punch tea cake, which oh, I was, cake. I was, aye, which I was raging about because I, I should boycott them. Cause they donate to the Tories. Oh, um, big boy to Turnock and he's he's conservative aye. money. Yep, shambles, shambles. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, hopefully that's that's as political as we're going to get this week. Although we might end up talking about something a wee bit kind of world newsworthy at some point, uh, based on events in wrestling over the last uh, twenty four hours. Uh, but 
You know, it has been it has been a, a cracking week for wrestling. Uh, in fact, cracking two weeks. It's been two weeks since we were last on. Since we were last on, we've had WrestleDream, we've had multiple AEW shows, we've had the the Tuesday Night Wars. Uh, so there's a lot for this to unpack and uh, spunk across the sheets of the daft sheet. So we'll just fire straight into it, lads. Uh, Steve, I'll come to you first uh, for the front page this week. Uh, what are you looking to to get on the the front page and catch everyone's eye with. I think it's got to be the breaking news that came out today. Apparently, WWE have rejected signing CM Punk. Um, Dave Milksa broke it today. He says that um, it was apparently it's a, it's a Vince decision as well. They've weighed up the options. I think they've said apparently the negatives outweigh the positives and they don't want to sign him. Um, part of me isn't surprised. Part of me is also disappointed because I really wanted to see the um, the world on fire, basically. Oh, aye. Um, and I wanted to and I wanted to see him uh, appear at uh, Survivor Series in Chicago and get that that Road Warrior pop. But it looks like it's not happening now. Instantly, there's people saying, "Nah, this is a work. They're working as he's, he's going to be at Survivor Series." I don't think they are. I I, I think those days of WWE. Um, trying to work us through the dirt sheets they're gone now. That's more an AEW t- tactic now than it is a WWE one. And I've always thought I think there's still too much bad blood there. And I don't think they want the headache of him. Knowing, knowing what he did in the AEW locker room, I don't think they, they want the, the headache of him there. And I don't think the WWE locker room, I don't think the talent wants him either. The majority of them anyway. Seth Rollins, you know, he's, he's infamously asked the question would you like CM Punk one day in WWE and his immediate response was stay away you're ca- you cancer doesn't get more blunt than that no it certainly um, does not I doubt yeah <laughs> the, the only kind of good money value I see him in being there is to be Roman's one last big opponent mm. that's the only kind of big money value I, uh, I see uh, I see him having there that and a Seth feud after what Seth um, uh, said after that they'd be, they'd be, they'd be instantly like doing well to do him uh, it's, a, it's a weird one because obviously you know it's it's been a, a good few weeks since we've had a, a CM Punk filled uh, episode of the, the Daft Sheet you know for a while there that was pretty much every week uh, we were talking about him but we've had some fallow time while he's uh, been dealing with his uh, his sacking from all elite wrestling, uh, and again, you know, even like rumors last week, rumors were abound. If if we'd recorded last week, we'd have been talking about how you know it was a stick on that he was signing. You know, from all the chat that there was going to be all the Easter eggs that they've been dropping into the uh, the the Raw and SmackDown over the last wee while. Uh, but that report that came out today uh, seems to have pissed all over the the fire on it. The only it's. Uh, it's it's a really intriguing one because <clears throat> where, where does Punk go to hear that if he's not going back to the WWE, nobody else can afford them. He's no, I, I doubt he's going to end up in Japan. Uh, although in saying that, with Dax Harwood trademarking the CMFTR uh, name, maybe they do have something lined up elsewhere where you know they can they can do something that's going to monetize that, but. Um, as with the with the Fed sort of kiboshing them coming in at this time, you know, 
it's not to say that he's not going to go back at a later date, but it's it's a it's a little weird one as to where where he is going to end up because he's obviously still looking to scratch his wrestling itch. He's obviously not felt fulfilled enough from his time in AEW that he's he's been seeking out uh, to go to WWE. I mean, Lewis, what what's your thoughts on it? What do you think uh, of of the whole the whole situation? Uh, I think I think that CM Punk coming back to WWE if they really if they really wanted him they would go and get him I think it's, it's been clear that he's been the one pushing for it obviously um, I think I think he'd work well under the WWE sort of establishment right now with the, the sort of inmates running the asylum in AEW didn't really work for him too well because he didn't have a direct I suppose you could call Tony Khan his direct boss but I feel like there was a lack of respect for him a little bit where mm. CM Punk maybe thought he could do what he wanted but with with more of a hierarchy in WWE with this person reporting to this person reporting to this person reporting to this person reporting to Punk um, at sort of right at the bottom of the totem pole having to listen to a lot of people and do exactly what he's told I feel like he'd, he'd thrive a little bit more in there even though the first time round he was maybe a bit arsey with him I feel like him getting what, 15, 10 years, 12 years older than what he was. I think he'd be he'd be perfect in the WWE now, but obviously the the bridges are a bit too too burnt for that on Triple H and Vince McMahon's side. So I don't know what he's going to do right now. I think he just holds out until maybe he gets that WWE offer if they've maybe thought it through a bit more or he sort of rides off into the sunset. I don't, I don't want to see him in Impact or... I know Impact. It's it's good right now. However, but he's he's a bit too much of a, bit too much of a mainstream star for that, and it would seem a bit seem a bit beggish him just going to Impact or going to wherever else there might be in America for that. So I, I don't I don't know where he is. He's a bit in a bit of limbo right now. It's it's a, as I said before, that is quite a strange one, in that he's he's been kind of touting himself about. Uh, allegedly touting himself about on there, um, and it's I suppose it's a power move from WWE as well. The fact that you know that arguably the mm-hmm. biggest star outside of WWE uh, has made himself available, and they've been like, nah, no thanks, no the now, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, it's do you think Steve? Do you think that that you know he's maybe gonna have to go away for a couple of years, maybe show some of the penance for these his misdemeanors over the last wee while and prove that he can be a trusted hand and, and not go off the boil. I mean, with the, the Endeavour stuff at WWE as well, you'd have thought that with his MMA links, the fact he's been in the UFC, he commentates for one of the, the UFC feeder uh, organisations as well, you'd have thought that that would maybe have played in his favour. Uh, but, you know, I mean, do, do you see a point in the future, not not in the immediate future, but you know, maybe two, three years down the line, if he's still got that hunger, that, that that they would take him back. Yeah, but he has to be genuine about it. He has to go away and realise the biggest star is I'm. I'm just a cog in the wheel like everybody else. I think in A in AW, he walked around kind of like almost like Hogan in WCW or. Shawn Michaels, mid-90s WWF, thinking he could do whatever he wanted mm. and, and get away with it. And he, he misunderstood, he, sorry, he, under, he underestimated Tony Khan. I think he thought he could, he had Tony Khan under the thumb a wee bit until 
he stupidly and allegedly lunged at him. Put his life Tony in danger. Decided, can I? No, I'm not having that. I'm not. I'm not getting physically attacked, especially when I'm the one paying you, motherfucker. Oh, out you go. He's a P45. He also needs to learn to communicate better, especially when it comes to his own political views. Now, I actually share a lot of the, the political views about with, that CM Punk has. I'm pro union. I'm pro transgender uh, transgender rights, but. When I'm a, I also want to have a professional attitude so that I can get people to work with me and so I can, you know, rise further in, in a career, no, no, no matter what it is. See, tweeting something like, go and suck a, a, a what is it again? A, go and suck a, a, a Saudi dick. money, oil, Saudi <laughs> dick, yeah. Yeah. That ain't a smart thing to tweet, punk. When when you may eventually need to go to those people for a job. Aye. No, 100%. Yeah, like, like, listen, and like, I think the whole Saudi uh, uh, investment fund thing is covered in blood money. It makes me very uncomfortable how deeply enthralled they are in WWE and other sports, like buying Man United, uh, sorry, buying Newcastle United and investing heavily in areas like NBA sports and leagues that I love. Um, so it does make me very uneasy, but I accept that's just the way of the world now. And I think CM Punk needs to recognise unfortunately sometimes you have to swallow your pride sometimes and work with people whose views I mean, this is this is a this is a a, a a bit of advice I'd give a lot of people in the world right now. Sometimes you're going to need to swallow your pride and accept that you're going to have to work with people whose political views and beliefs are radically different to yours. It's something the whole world I think, needs to learn right now, as we're, as we're uh, seeing from the events of the past week. But, you know, I'm going to be deep now, so. we're, we're, getting, we're getting a bit Michael Jackson, Heal the uh-huh. World uh, no. type stuff there. That was, a, that was a song that was probably before you were born, Liz. Uh, I'm really versed <laughs> in the Michael Jackson realm. Jeez, that, that that sounded a lot worse than you probably intended it to them. Anyway, we'll uh-huh. we'll, we'll shift it to yourself, Liz. We'll shift to you. Uh, what? Uh, uh, in fact, I'm, I'm not even going to say what was coming into my head there. Uh, the so the, the CM Punk news today was 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 pretty big. But was there anything bigger in the in the past seven days in wrestling? Do you think? Um, I think I think it's been dominated the last week from. This Tuesday night war again for one night only. Um, obviously NXT versus Dynamite, which is which has just happened. What did did you guys tune into either on before? Uh, I've seen uh, I've seen Dynamite. I watched that live. I thought that I'd be able to watch NXT on my my TNT subscription thing, uh, but apparently it's not been uploaded yet. Uh, so I've not been able to do that, but I've, I've seen all the. I've only, uh, sorry, I've, I've only. I'm, I'm, I'm watching Dynamite. I'm only up to the Switchblade Hangman, a, uh, uh, match. But I know, I know the majority of stuff that happens in the NXT. I've only seen the Undertaker segment. I, I, I tuned into NXT purely because I, I, I thought there'd be more, more chaos there than. In... Uh, Dynamite. I feel like Dynamite had their sort of they had their plan ready. They had, they were going sort of match oriented. 
<clears throat> and they were going by match quality rather than sort of surprises and shocks and this and that. So I just wanted to see what Shawn Michaels are up his sleeve. And <clears throat> to be fair, it was it was stacked with WWE stars. And then right at the start, Cody Rhodes announces that LA Knight's there as well. I think that they, they both went in completely different directions. Are, are the ratings out yet? Uh, I've uh, not seen them yet. They, they <coughs> might probably they'll probably drop at some point during during the record here. Yeah, but I, I would imagine NXT got more viewers purely because um, of the star power it had on it. But the matches were alright as well. To be fair, uh, I fell asleep about halfway through it. I caught up on the Braun Breaker um, Carmelo Hayes match, and that was that was a decent enough match. It wasn't anything Brian and Swerve put on, but it was good enough, and I seen a big war of words between. I think that's quite unprofessional as well. Tony Khan battering on about um, losing. Someone needs to uh, take his fucking phone away when he's exactly. on the clock. What the <laughs> fuck? Says he's he's lost Booker of the Year award for that show last night, and uh, just throwing me references and like they always do. Like he can't help himself. I've said it before on on this show that he's. His one thing is just being too obsessed with what WWE's doing. It's just mm. like completely dissociate yourself from it and completely focus on your show. It's probably put him off a little bit, wondering what what are they up to over there? How what are they, what's happening over there? Get Christian on the screen when Cody's on straight away. Stuff like that. Maybe it was intentional. Maybe it wasn't. But just shit like that. He had his own booking problems that he had to worry about himself as well. Um, especially with a certain object that Juice Robinson had in his hand. Um, mm. So I think that WWE is a big enough corporation to just worry about themselves. I think Vince McMahon, other than WCW, past that, he's, tend- he's tended to just sort of worry about WWE, the money that's coming in, the finances, things like that. Especially with CM Punk, it's like, don't need you anymore, we've got money, this is coming in we're sound, don't worry about any other competition, they're just indie wrestling, backyard wrestling, all that sort of stuff, but Tony Khan seems to have this, we want to be the big man, we want to compete with them and better them, and I'm going to tell everyone that while we do it, not just well, it's, doing it slightly under the radar. His approach didn't really work rating-wise, uh, according to Pro Wrestling Torch, uh, just after 9 o'clock there, uh, they put out a tweet saying, NXT crushes AEW, AEW Dynamite and viewership last night, 921,000 to 609,000. Uh, in the 1849 demographic, NXT draws uh, 0.3 uh, compared to Dynamite's 0.26. So in terms of stacking the card, for the, for a company that doesn't see AEW as being competition, they stack the card well enough to get a third more uh, viewers than what uh, what Dynamite did, but I think interestingly enough, looking at those numbers, nine hundred twenty one thousand to six hundred nine, with all the hype, with all the bluster that was going about it, neither of them cracked a million. No, none yeah. of the, like the NXT never got over the million, which you would have maybe thought they would. Mm. Uh, obviously, you know team... why? Why is that? No, because I fuck about TV ratings anymore. Streaming is where it's at now. Yep, and I'm uh, fed up with us. The only people that give a fuck about TV ratings are Meltzer, Nash, Bischoff, and uh, we childish YouTubers 
looking for an excuse to bury the other side. Yeah, but it's, it's a weird one. I mean, they, we do, in the UK, we don't really, you know, bother arse about ratings. You know, it used to be everybody would, you know, you'd get 25 million or something for EastEnders or Top of the Pops and Christmas Day, that kind of thing. Uh, but, you know, in the, in the digital age, it's not a thing in the UK. Nobody really cares about ratings. Although in saying that, I, I see Hollyoaks is getting axed because viewing figures are down, um, which will be... Which Holy will be, shit, is that right? Uh, Hollyoaks is getting binned. It's getting binned. Um, I mean, it's, it's been a, it's been a good what maybe fifteen years since I regularly watched it, uh, but uh, but I apparently even even more folk have been been switching it off. Uh, but that that I mean that will be seen as a as a massive victory for WWE there. But you know they 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 did they put all as many as many guns in the fire. Well, as many things in the fire as they could. As you mentioned there, they had uh, Cody, they had LA Knight, they had uh, Cena, they had Paul Heyman, they had The Undertaker. But, again, from not seeing it, Lewis, did any of those people make a difference to the show in terms of further than storylines that, you know, if the viewers, if that 921 viewers come back to NXT next week without that star power, is anything that's happened this week going to make sense? Um, I think, obviously, they brought in Cody Rhodes for the announcing the Dusty Classic vaguely, and then he started battering on about other things. I think that the, the early night in the main event, uh, sorry, not the main event, the the special ref and the Dragonov Dominic match Dominic. could have done could have done without that. Um John Cena and Paul Heyman. I don't know whether they're sort of grooming Braun Breaker for some sort of Paul Heyman guy. If that comes about, then yeah, there's some sort of story to it. If not, then just getting another uh, big personality on the show for the Ravens. John Cena, I think it was more of a John Cena sort of trying to give Carmelo Hayes the rub um, and The Undertaker coming out to give Braun Breaker the rub. Um, to sort of mould them into the next two stars. I think that was pretty much the point of it. It wasn't mm. really them getting put in there to have a major interaction in the storyline. It was more of just look at Braun Breaker standing across the ring from The Undertaker. Um, he must be, in a, to a casual viewer, oh, look at him, The Undertaker, who's that? He must be He must be someone. Um, and then Carmelo Hayes and The Undertaker doing The Undertaker pose at the top of the ramp after the show. Sort of just like putting putting eyes on both of them. Other than that, there was nothing nothing really major with Asuka. Uh, she came in... Oh, I forgot Asuka as well. Pretty much, I wouldn't say squashed, but just proved that she was on a different level to Roxanne Perez. Um, if she was to lose that match, you would think, yeah, something t- towards the story with Kiana James. Um, but... No, nothing in terms of that. I seen your your girl um, was on TV with Becky Lynch. Um, they're setting well, up a match I... for yeah. They were setting up well, a match for um, Halloween Havoc night one. So that should be good. The two Irish girls. Um, it was good. It was good seeing the, the wee uh, video package there. Uh, they, they had it Fight Factory. I'd been down there a couple of times during my my stint as a. As a, as a wannabe wrestler, I've been down uh, for a couple of training sessions down there. Absolutely fantastic setup that they have. 
Uh, and the amount of like guys that have gone through Fight Factory, you know, you look, Becky started there. It was Finn Balor's company to begin with. Him and a guy, uh, Paul Tracy, they had started it off. Uh, after I think it was Irish Whip had kind of the bubble had burst, where or the NWA Ireland had burst. Uh, but uh, so you've had Finn, you've had uh, Becky, Lila Valkyria, JD McDonough went through it as well, and numerous ones that. Uh, that have ended up in WWE or NXT UK and things like that. Even like Myla Grace uh, that was in NXT UK, she's in that video uh, as well. Uh, so there's a lot of talent has come through that. And I'd imagine like LJ Cleary, who was one of the coaches there, he's been over and done stuff in uh, ICW in the last year. He's over in Japan now, he's in NOAA. Uh, so it's a really, really good breeding ground. Uh, so it was, quite, it was quite cool to see see them get their flowers of sorts uh, on, on that as well. Uh, but in terms of the, the other side of it, so obviously it was the, the Tuesday Night War. Uh, from what you've seen and what you've read on the, the AW side, Steve, uh, what do you think has prevented them, apart apart from the star power put in NXT, what do you think has prevented AW from, from getting that higher rating or, or getting more eyes on their product? It's a hard one to pin down. It's not like the it's not the star power they lacked. I think they lack some storytelling consistency. You can't in this day and age, right? You can't just get by on star power because they've got it in abundance. And Adam Copeland, you know, ups it to the nth degree. He is a big, big star. I mean, he's he goes back to the Attitude Era. So he's he only he only has star power today. He's got mm. that kind of attitude error presence about him. He's got that casual fan uh, uh, attention as well. And even my pals that don't follow wrestling remember, oh, Edge, he was one of the guys back in WWF from back in the day. So, like, they they, they know him as they do with Christian, Hardy Boys, etc., etc. Et mm. Jeff Jarrett's probably in that bracket as well. I think it's a... I think it's... They're not doing enough to get more people to tune in every single week. Tony Khan seems to have seems to have this belief that, oh, I just need to announce a big match on, on Twitter and people tune in. You've got to just give them more than matches. You've got to give a reason. You've got to give them that um, tune in to see what happens next week factor. You know, that this is why big TV shows like Succession... Game of Thrones, um, Stranger Things, like they, the reason why they've been such monumental successes because they always gave you that what's going to happen next week cliffhanger, uh, like thing. They've they they showed it a couple of weeks ago with the Devil Mask incident. Mm. Um, you know, is it MJF? Is it Adam Cole? That that kind of thing. But they didn't build on it. The, the, the fact that they gave it a two-minute reference and then MJF mentioned it in a promo uh, wrestle dream and they've almost I'm, I'm, from what I've seen tonight's dynamite it's almost like it's forgot it's they've forgotten it even happened it, it does get a brief mention but I think again that I think that's maybe suffering because of the way they're booking so they've got, Jay, they've got Jay White versus MJF scheduled for full gear which isn't until November so uh-huh. there's still you know maybe four or five weeks of build towards that Yeah. so they've, 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 they've maybe shot the load a wee bit early 
in that Aye. regard. But and again, with Adam Cole injury like as well, it's probably... But something like that, they, they should be putting that front and centre of what they're doing just now. But it seems like the debut of uh, Copeland is overtaking it a wee bit, and I mm. get why. Copeland is a big star, I, I get it. But the point I'm trying to make is, is that Tony Khan is still running it too much like a wrestling promotion and not enough like a, a TV show. Mm. And I think I think it's something he needs to start looking looking at more. I think he, he needs to remember that he's running a weekly t- TV show. If he wants to build an audience, he's got to start grabbing attention away from just wrestling fans. There's only, you know, yeah, there's lots of wrestling fans in the world, but, you know, we're not, we're not an overwhelming majority, you know. There's only a few million of us kicking about. He's got to create new, he's got to find new fans. He's got to, he's got to try and get more casual audiences. Well, I think, uh, I think there, there was an attempt to do that at the end of last night's show because obviously you had the the established names all featuring in the the finale of the show. So again, if you've not watched it, here's a wee bit of spoilers coming. Uh, but at the end of the the Adam Copeland which you saw this match. Uh, Daniel Bryan, so Bryan Danielson gets involved because uh, he's now facing Christian uh, on Collision, uh, and then you had the BCC coming down. You had uh, Nick Wayne and uh, oh, who, who else was Nick Wayne? Oh no, sorry, um, no. Uh, did he come down? Swerve, Swerve, Swerve was involved, yeah. and then you had Hangman involved in it as well. So it was a big, there was a big, you know, old school SmackDown style schmoz. Like, 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 I like a big attitude era like ending. So, so I think that's what they've tried to do because they they had you know Brian and Edge and Christian there, the the, the faces that people would recognise, and then all the the guys that aren't you know the the, the casual viewer mm. maybe aren't too familiar with. I think I think they've gone for that as as that kind of hook to get people in. and that, they had that they overdone know. as well. Yeah. They had the overdone for it as well. I think that I think... as well. It's uh, it, that would have been really creative and interesting if it didn't happen on SmackDown four days ago. You know, they had mm. all the baby faces coming out in the sort of attitude era type mm. thing, and I don't know whether I was just a. But you know, that, like, used to, that used to be the norm, but it was always like in the yeah, go no. home show before the, a paper a paper view back uh, in the nineties. Back in like ninety eight, ninety nine, they always did that. They was they would always end it with it would be like Hogan, Sting, Piper, Flair, Macho Man, but every every kind of main event or we've been in the ring at the one time so. having a big like battle royal fucking brawling. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yep. But I mean, in, in, terms of, in terms of it being a Tuesday night war, 
would you be invested in, you know, if this happens, you know, maybe like once every quarter, you know, like maybe three, four times a year where the, where the, the two rival shows go head to head to see who can best other? Do you think there's enough uh, fanfare and hype about it over the last week to get you jazzed for that happening uh, on a more regular basis? I think when Tony Khan's putting out fucking mental tweets, either <laughs> is, you know. Um, I think um, I, I, it's again, it, it's, a, it's a yes and no answer. Yes, because it does make things exciting, but no, because I hate the fallout. Because inevitably, it comes with all this division and all the the marks coming out saying, "Ha ha." The next year out, outdrew AW by a hundred thousand, yada yada yada. But then AW fans, I can already see them firing back, saying, "Well, at least our show doesn't have fucking sixty-year-old retirees burying the main event talent in that in that show." Um, yep. So it's, it's it's all that pettiness. One thing I was going to say, Chris, is um, I think Tony Khan can take something out of WWE's book here. I think he needs to start looking hiring TV writers guys that don't have yeah. a wrestling background have have a TV experience hire somebody for a professional TV background I know that for years fans are complaining about that with WWE so oh they're hiring guys that don't have a clue about wrestling that you know you know writing all these stupid storylines well on occasion they had a success they, they, they came out they had a home run. They were rare, but they, they worked sometimes. And it kept Raw and SmackDown alive for a, for a few years because, you know, all right, ratings, they went up and down, but they they kept them alive to keep getting big cable TV deals. I think this is something Tony Khan's got to look at. Yep. He's, he's, you know, he's in, he's in deep with, uh, with, Warner, uh, with Warner's Bros. Discovery, so he's got a direct line to HBO. They don't TV writers don't get better than that. Aye, especially if they're going to be like going on to Max and stuff like that. As uh-huh. as been rumoured, you'd imagine that there's going to be a, that they should take any advice and any help that they can get in terms of the writing on there. But I think we can we can all agree that throughout the Tuesday night war, the main winners were wrestling fans because we get to take to <laughs> two two fairly decent shows. I think like yeah. again for for only having watched Dynamite so far, the first, I mean it was it was thirty four on Dynamite. First hour of it was fantastic. Second hour, it's a bit flabby at the start, and then it kind of, you know, those again towards the end. Um, but uh, all in, I think you know Tuesday night was 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 a, a fair night for fighting, uh, and that means that it's going to take the the front page, uh, Lewis. So well done on that. Uh, the headline that we're going to go for there is "Choose Your Fighter." Uh, choose spelled T U E S, and as always, it looks better written down. Uh, so we'll go from the front page to the back page. The best action of the last uh, week, uh, Lewis. What was your pick for the the best in ring efforts uh, to to go on the back page? Um, so I watched obviously Fastlane um, at the weekend. Why oh, Fastlane happened, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, there was a pretty <laughs> there was a pretty pretty lacklustre. Tag team championship match between Jay and Cody versus the Judgment there. Um, so I think they went, you know, that was, was pretty pish. We'll give it another go with a different team. So Cody and Jay on, on Raw on Monday night mm. went up against AK on Sammy. And I'd say this was a significantly better match. 
However, before they came out at the start, um, when they were sort of facing off in the promos, Sami Zayn came out to his old theme. Um, and Aye, you know what you know what the IWC is like the they jump on anything they go oh, be, oh, is this a heel turn for Sami Zayn is this a blah 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 it turned out the audio guy just fucked up <laughs> um, just clicked, clicked the wrong button uh, put his old theme on the wrong dot wav <laughs> but it, to be honest K1 Sami especially Sami came off somewhat heelish in this match you know they had they had a sort of maybe not so heelish but a little bit like Drew McIntyre where they just decided to be a little bit more serious and just not really take any bullshit. Mm. And they started the match with a big brawl, you know, the sort of Sammy KO fight forever sort of thing, scrapping each other in the middle of the ring. Started off quite hot, slowed down a little bit, and then they just started hitting big moves on each other. So signatures, blue thunder bombs, super kicks. Um, the Exploder Suplexes, the Uso Splashes, more Super Kicks, blah, blah, blah. And it was quite a quite a fast-paced match, which was good. And then Cody Rhodes decided, you know what, I'm going to hit myself with a, a springboard pile driver to myself um, by doing that <laughs> Cody Cutter. I don't know if you've seen it, um, but he did uh, a Cody Cutter and landed pretty directly pretty. on the top of his head. Um, and I thought that was pretty much Cody's career over. And the, the show shut down, but you know, in true Cody Rose fashion, he rolled off and then just got back in the ring for the win. And so I thought, I thought it was a good match. There's probably better matches. Um, I thought Steve might go for um, an AEW match, and you got a couple of good matches there. So I didn't go for Brian versus Swerve, and I thought I'd try and pick one of the better ones from WWE. So maybe other people have different choices on what the match of the week was but I I enjoyed that one so and obviously the end was quite funny um, I, I caught a wee bit of alive. I caught a wee bit of it uh, this morning uh, when I, like, while I was working because uh, it was on TNT Sports uh, and I quite liked the the promo that led to the match Yeah, uh, with, with Sammy and Kale saying look they owe the only chuff that you guys don't get the belts you've taken them off the bloodline that's been a bit of a big issue, but at the same time, it's bittersweet because you know we want those belts back, and that's yeah. maybe played into the kind of the heelish nature that you were mm-hmm. you were saying there, Lewis. In terms of they were that wee bit more serious because they wanted they wanted the belts back on that. Um, so so it's a and again that uh, the the final exchanges of it there was a lot of kind of broken up pins where you thought yeah. one team was going to, and it was very late breaking up the pins as well. It was like. Definitely. Uh, two, two and nine tenths type uh, type kickouts and stuff like that and breakups. So, so it seemed to be quite fast paced, quite energetic, quite frenetic. Uh, and I, Cody, Cody and Jay, uh, reigned supreme and probably went and get pushed again, uh, <laughs> as they did after Fastlane. I mean, do you do you see there being much longevity in this sort of odd bedfellows type uh, type tag team? Um, I think about this. On you go, on you go, Steve. Uh, so I was, I was not really, because surely to God, we know that Cody's getting groomed to take the belt from Roman. If if The Rock isn't coming back, we know it's going to be Cody. I kind of think they go off Priest and Balor because eventually they're going to do the cash-in with Priest. Mm. I 
think I think that's got that it's got the air of that inevitability. I think Seth from from what I've seen, Seth's days are being world champ are numbered. I know he tried to do the cash in Aye, he's got Drew and Saudi, and I know they they teased the uh, the cash in, but Drew stopped it mm-hmm. on Raw there. So I think they'll follow that up in in Saudi, um, and then they'll they'll capitalise on, on that. It's hard Was to say like, who they. I think that I could see them. I mean, logically, you would think they're going to drop it to Jimmy and Solo probably. Mm. You know, reignite the the bloodline feud. Ah, it's, it's it's strange where they're, where they're going to go with it. I mean, you know, essentially, you know, it'd be it'd be pretty pretty damn uh, of them if that was finishing the story for Cody, <laughs> making him make him tag team champion <laughs> instead of uh, putting the, the the big one on him. But uh, ah, it's exciting times, and again, I think there needs to be a wee bit more kind of maybe diversity is the wrong word, but a bit more uh, of a kind of mixed bag when it comes to the the tag division. Uh, in the in the WWE, but again, it's it's another face. It's another face tag team. You know, apart from what Judgment Day. Uh, oh, all oh, right, Street Profits. Surely it's them. It's going to get Street the Profits. Next, aye, because they're heel now, aren't they? Aye, you've got Judgment Day, Street Profits, because they're kind of part of the hot business. Uh, you've got uh, Imperium as as well, kind of kicking. Well, thank you, them. Actually, your next champs are then. So. So I, it's it's good. it's it's putting the the cat amongst the pigeons or the, uh, well I can't think of another thing you say on the other cat amongst the pigeons that will do. Uh, what about yourself, Steve? What would you say would be the the, the best ending action of the week uh, to put in the back page? Well, you're right, Lewis. It is an AEW match, but not the one you're you're going to uh, you're not uh, not the one you're thinking. Um, Swear Van Danielson, yes, was a brown brown match. But I'm not going to go for it because I think we all knew it would be a great match. Mm. Uh, I'm actually going to go with Saturday from Collision, uh, FTR against Big Bill and Ricky Starts, just because how shocking it was. It was so unexpected. It was effectively a squash match where Starks and Big Bill became uh, tag team champions. Um, it was kind of out of nowhere. Um, and it was all done and dusted within, what, five, six minutes. They put Wheeler through the table and then just basically demolished Harwood and then Starks pinned them one, two, three, and they were the, they were the new champs. I think it was just... I was just shocked at how, like I said, how unexpected it was and how, you know, how dominant they put them over. I've later found out there's reasons to it. Um, uh, yeah, Wheeler's been working with a, a back injury and basically he, he, he can't work it, with it anymore. So AEW just did the, what they had to do and get the belts off FTR. There were a few duck sheets out there saying, oh, it's because FTR don't want to be dropping the belts to the Bucks, which mm. I think is a lot of shite. Um, I, 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 think, I think also Starks and Big Bill deserve this. Aye, Starks especially. Aye. The, there's been a, a big swell of support behind Big Bill. I think a lot of that comes from, from being... Uh, he used to live with, with, with John Moxley. So obviously bringing him in, you know, he's he's had his demons in the past. I mean, who mm-hmm. wouldn't have their, their demons after getting dumped by Carmella? Um, 
And he's he's obviously he's what for Corey Graves, you know what the fuck? I know, I know, despicable. Uh, but the, <laughs> uh, but I like the fact that you know he's, he kind of had a bit of a redemption arc. He went through his impact stage. He got rid of Enzo, uh, and since since coming in as Big Bill and not W Morrissey, as as he kind of debuted as in <laughs> AW, Big Big Bill seems to just be this more complete, this more rounded character, the the muscle for. The, the the cockiest version of uh, Ricky Starks as well. So they do yeah. they, they have worked well together. Uh, I don't think the having Starks be Bill's manager when he gets suspended for for clipping Ricky Steamboat. I don't think that's just been a coincidence. They've obviously had this planned that they were going to make this uh, a big man wee man team, uh, and I'm excited to see where they go with the tag titles because right. for the longest time it it feels like it's always been. A face team that's had the tag belts, uh, in in AEW. So it'd be good to see like a proper heel team and see you know what what Starks can get up to in terms of, uh, in terms of defending it. Uh, be interesting to see if you know the the dynamic is because the uh, Bullet Club Gold have got such a presence on Collision. You know whether it's uh, the the guns. Or that if even if you had like Jay and Juice going for them, you know they're the kind of that's that's who FTR's been feuding with. There's not an awful lot of other face tag teams, unless the Bucks start going over to Collision and doing doing more than that as well. So again, just like the uh, I was saying about Cody and and Jay, it's it's kind of resetting the division almost in in, in that sense, which which I'm all for. And yeah. it's it's just the award as well for for Ricky Starks. You know, he had the right. the, the all out main event taken away from him, where he was going to be, probably become the real world champion and all that pish as well. So, so it's a, not not as much of a make good, but it's it's certainly something that he can he can right. sink his well, teeth into. It's, it's great that he's finally got his first proper uh, title win. Yeah, he, he had the FTW belt. That doesn't really count. No, the AWE themselves even acknowledge that's an outlaw belt. So it's great for him to get one of the the recognised belts um, as well because he, he he's, he's deserved it because he's been brilliant since Collision started, um, and he's he's really made the most of this this heel turn. And it's really good to see for Big Bill because he's been maybe one of the the surprise stars of AEW when he when when we heard they first sign him, we we're going this is a bit weird because he was he was a bit of a he was more a, a miss than a hit mm. during his WWE run, but you can tell he's he's really matured. He's he's got himself in better shape. I think he's even spoken podcasts saying that in WWE I didn't deserve the uh, the push I was getting. I was given too much too early, and I had a bad attitude. And I add to it, I wasn't I wasn't living a good lifestyle at the time. So he's he's been very honest by saying that he. He didn't really deserve what WD was giving him at, at the time. Um, so yeah, it's it's really good to see that he's you know um, matured and changed and is getting the rewards for the hard work he's putting in now. And also for a horse, for a big guy, he's a really good worker. Mm. You know, he's, he's you know he doesn't have bad matches or right. I mean he, he needs because of his size, he needs his opponent to work a bit for him. But you know he's he he, he keeps up with him. I mean, he tells he tells good show he works the crowd very well as well. That that's I mean, you know, he's he's built like an absolute star, he's got he's got the look. Mm-hmm. 
And and let's not forget, you know, he's, he's seven foot tall, and you you can't teach that. Um, <laughs> so he's he's you know he's it's, it's good to see him on that kind of redemption arc, uh, as I was saying earlier on. Uh, in terms of FTR. Uh, you're saying there, Steve, about you know uh, them being a bit banged up and whatnot. It was a report come out today. Uh, I can't remember who it was that put it on, but they were saying that you know it had been planned. What it wasn't a case of because of injury. This is why they're, they're giving up, uh, giving up the belts. But you know, it's again, it's it's a refreshing thing. It'll maybe just give them time to kind of calm everything down because again, I'd Aye. imagine the the turmoil with CM Punk getting let go will have a big effect Aye. on it. There was people. There was there was people leaving the FTR or or leaving because they've they're in the half the way to follow Punk at the door, but that's been totally um, mm. Kai Bosch Harvard made it clear we're here for the foreseeable. I think I think I think they're both contracted to twenty twenty six anyway, yeah. or twenty seven even. So yeah, they're they're not going anywhere. And like yeah, they'll miss Punk, but they know they're not going to get the treatment uh, elsewhere that they've got. With AEW, AEW still for me is the tag team promotion. Aye, uh, you know they would do well in WWE, but they wouldn't get the attention that they've got. They wouldn't be pushed nearly as much. I was as actually AEW. quite, I was quite them. surprised that they didn't make an appearance in the the schmoz at the end of Dynamite last night because obviously they have a, a big affiliation or a big relationship with with Edge outside of. Uh, WWE outside the that's right because uh, Cash Wheeler traded Edge for these comebacks and everything right. like that. Uh, so but they quite... live, don't they live? They live in the same town as well, don't they? In North Aye. Carolina, Aye. Aye. they're quite uh, quite pally. So I, I was I was quite surprised they didn't come out for that. Uh, but yeah, uh, an interesting week of tag team action on both sides of the the wrestling divide. Uh, and I think on this occasion, uh, Steve, I'm going to give you. Uh, the the back page on this one and the f- headline is going to be FTR forfeit their run uh, and again because FTR uh, on that as well uh, so uh, we don't have a centre fold this week we do have the interview with Flash uh, Morgan Webster and Daniel Luna in the can uh, I have it downloaded I have converted it from M4A to MP3 and saved myself about 600 meg uh, of data by doing so uh, but I'm going to release that in the first half of that in next week's podcast and then the second half of it the week after uh, just in the lead up to the impact shows uh, so you can hang tight for that uh, but in the meantime we're just going to move blast right into the next section of the, the podcast which is page 3 the most titillating bits of gossip from the week uh, so, Steve, I'll come to you first on this one. What did you have as uh, the the most uh, the, the the biggest tease of the wrestling week? Well, it's appropriate. Uh, this is the page three segment. Um, it's about uh, Mariah May. Uh, oh, she's yes, <laughs> um, she's a she's a dad's favourite, and we'll uh, we'll leave it at that. Um, I, I'm sure that I'm, <laughs> I, I'm sure I either worked. Or was a trainee on a show she did over here before lockdown? Uh, I'm sure she was on the, the same card. It may even have been the same card that I had my debut on. Uh, but uh, I, I, I didn't have any kind of interaction with her. I just know I, I just know that the name was familiar from yeah. in about kind of early 2000s. With her as well. With her as well. I I first heard about her because I was. Be honest, you were Instagram person. 
Uh, no, mate. <laughs> uh, it might be part of the story, but we'll get there. Um, <laughs> what happened was, and mind the the raw that came at Glasgow. Yes. In two thousand sixteen. Twenty seventeen was it? Yeah. So she was there. But she wasn't a wrestler yet. She was sort of just maybe becoming a bit of a sort of influencer type on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And my pal, being the beast that he is, um, <laughs> found found her on Instagram. And I'm sure she only had something like 5,000 followers, 4,000 followers at the time on that. And so I helped on the train, obviously. And me and him have followed her on Instagram since 2016. And I've seen her whole wrestling sort of come up. Jeez, I'm so glad you continued that sentence there. <laughs> so glad you continued that sentence. Seen her, <laughs> seen her wrestling come up from about mm. 2016. Of <laughs> um, her wrestling in front of two people um, to her wrestling for stardom, being one of the main stars. So mm. it's quite it's quite good to see how fast she's risen through the ranks and became right. a, a big talking point in the sort of women's side of wrestling at the moment so it's good cut that out if I sound like too much of a beast but play on <laughs> <Is that? laughs> uh, she's uh, no she is uh, she is one of the, the fast rising stars on the indies um, like Lewis said she became a very big star in stardom she was the up until recently the goddess champion they've got loads of different weird uh, championships in, in stardom but I'm told that's one of the, the highest rated ones and she's, uh, for an indie star, she's got a heck of a lot of followers on social media. Mm. I think when I saw her Instagram, it's over 200,000. That's huge for a, uh, for an indie star that's not been in either WWE or AWE yet. I think she she garnered a lot of support over lockdown as well because she was one of the, the more vocal uh, wrestlers uh, in terms of outing uh, beasts basically uh, sh- uh, during the journey well, too. Aye, she, <laughs> she, was the I <laughs> I will. because I think you, I, I think she was one of the ones that did a big kind of statement one. Aye, she uh, gets sued. I name names, but she, she yeah. gets sued. She gets sued, and she she had to do like a GoFundMe or a Kickstarter thing to aye, get a, a legal fees and stuff paid. Uh, so she's she's obviously had a, a tough time of it, not just you know mm-hmm. from dealing with that, but obviously dealing with the circumstances that led to that as well, mm-hmm. um, which is never something that you want to see, in, you know, whether male, female, or whatever in wrestling, you never want to see yeah, people being taken advantage of and uh, and that kind of stuff. So I suppose you know from that point of view, now that she's you know she's she's on the up, she's getting noticed, and uh, she's on the periphery of of AEW. Uh, yeah, it's, she's She's uh, it's not been formally announced, but I put the pieces together. Right? She's on her way to AW. She put a tweet saying, Need to catch a plane, and it's it's been all but confirmed that she's now worked her last match with stardom. Expectations are she comes into AW, and apparently, she's going to immediately work something with Tony Storm. We mm. don't know if she's going to be a tag partner or if she's going to be a rival, like they might do the. The theory is, is that she's they're going to do like the Jane Russell Betty Davis type feud, uh, famous like uh, film buffs like myself will know. Um, no, uh, sorry, not Jane, Jane Russell's shit. What you call John Crawford? Sorry, that was it. Uh, you a video, video for the patron here where I what's like going on in the middle of my screen right here. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
the <laughs> the um, Bette Davis and Joan, Joan Crawford, two very famous film stars of the 40s and uh, 50s, had a legendary feud, and then they worked together on a on a movie called um, uh, What Happened to Baby Jane. And they even made a TV show about it starring Susan Sarandon and... Oh, it was the other one. I think it was Gina Davis. I need to look that one up. But um, uh, it, was, it was a legendary feud and they fought ferociously on the set of this movie, but the director smartly used that uh, used that um, in their performances and they both gave like these legendary all-timer performances. So I think they're going to come in and do... A few that's similar to that, or they're going to have something like where Mariah May was this actress who Tony Storm shunned or something like that, mm. um, and try to uh, try to bury, uh, or like, or she's a hot new young up and coming act, and uh, Tony Storm's the the washed up old act that's trying to get kicked kicked out. They're going to do that kind of type feud, kind of like what they did back in the day with Sable and Tony Wilson. Bit much cleaner for the whole generation, kind of thing. No, that'd be, it'd be good to see see that kind of thing, you know, because obviously this this timeless Tony Storm character is is amazing uh, in terms of the the sort of the the lunge and desperation that she's she's having as this kind of uh, fallen star that's looking to kind of mm-hmm. send back up, and if she's got that kind of antagonist that comes in the the the, the two point I suppose. Uh, then it's 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 going to be quite a quite a fun yeah. thing, and, and it's, it's 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 great as well that there's somebody out there that AEW are putting out that's about the character. You know, it's mm. not about you know she's not just a wrestler. It's like what we, what I talked about earlier with with AEW need to start being more like a TV show rather than a re- a wrestling show. That's the kind of stuff they need to be putting out more of, like more Tony Storms. Cool, cool. Uh, so yeah, that's that, that's quite a, a nice a nice bit of gossip to to start us off. Lewis, uh, what would you put up against it? What would be your pitch for page three? Um, I think I don't know whether it's heartwarming or, but I don't know. Some people might think it's a bit weird, but apparently they're looking to still go with the Wyatt Six and mm. some Firefly Funhouse segments. I. One night, I don't know what it was, it must have been a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, maybe just just after his death, um, I was pissed one night and I came home from a night out and went, I'll stick on YouTube, see what I can see. And they had a whole, the entire collection of the Fire, Firefly Funhouses and I didn't realise how brilliant they were. He's such a good, um, but he was such a good personality and... Um, he could play so many different things. You realised when you were watching these Firefly Funhouses just how sort of creative and talented he actually was. So because he had so many layers to his character and so many sort of different personas and bits about him, I'm glad they can sort of keep it going with sort of honouring his name with these Firefly Funhouse segments that are apparently in the works to come back. Um, I don't know how they would go, maybe just with the characters and then sort of the Firefly Funhouse, the Wyatt Six going off in their own directions as the main characters and apparently they're looking to get some form of faction and what I seen was as well, there was a, I don't know if it was his, his pals or whoever, but 
they were the ones under the characters, the masks at Extreme mm. Rules last year. It wasn't Grayson Waller or Joe Gacy or everyone who thought it was. It was just his pals and people he worked with, um, which was interesting. But I think there are a lot of gaps in people not doing a whole lot that could definitely use a big story. So like a Joe Gacy, like a um, Bo Dallas, if he was coming back, um, even Ava Rain under the Abby the Witch sort of character, things like that, it'd be a good good little faction to bring in, whether it they come onto TV in matches or it's just sort of a couple of months uh, on and on. Yeah, That's all right. You know who would be brilliant in that role? Uh, Rab's niece. Yes. Aye. Definitely. I get involved in it. I know Braun he's obviously coming back from an injury, but I think he'd be he'd be good to sort of honour in there, bring Rowan back for something like that as well. And have whether it's a few weeks or a couple of months or maybe even lead to something, a sort of cinematic match at WrestleMania. Um just give give that story sort of time to play out, you know what I mean, because it's it's not him as an in-ring personality really doing his thing so say for example Owen Hart had had a story lined up to go to Wrestlemania and then obviously tragically what happened to him you can't replace him with anyone else to go to mm. that sort of finish line but with Bray Wyatt there there is there is leeway there to sort of honour him by finishing that story with other characters so I think that's a good thing they're doing if they push through with it. Um, personally, I think if, if it'd been if it'd been established a wee bit more, you know, if if before things had went awry with them, they'd been able to flesh out who the Wyatt Six were. You know, if yeah. we, we we had Uncle Howdy, we were aware of you know the, the other Firefly Funhouse characters becoming sentient and stuff like that. But if those characters had been more fleshed out and we'd got a wee bit more out of them. I would say, you know, there, there's grounds there that they could carry on, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's maybe too soon just now. Yeah. It's maybe too soon just now, but I don't know how I would feel about Because, again, the, why when Wyndham the Thunder himself was the driving force, he was the creative spark of all of that. Yeah. And that's that was some of the issues with it, was that he was so involved with the creative of it that mm. a lot of things never got <coughs> to their, imagine... their conclusion. I'd imagine he had stuff written down that he shared with the, the writers and Triple H and that. And I think if they if they were to uh, play that out on uh, telly, that would be a good way of kind of honouring his memory kind of thing. I hope they don't... I really don't hope they don't use it as a shameless cash grab because, let's be honest, mm. they did that yeah. with Eddie Guerrero. They used that to push Ray, which always left a bit of taste in my mouth. A wee bit, but you know, I'm I'm for it happening as long as it's for the right reasons. I think they can do something as well as you think about like uh, artists who die, um, such as one of the raps, the rap rhythm, like Juice World and Pop Smoke and people like that who have had all this unreleased music. Um, Michael Jackson at times as well. It's just sitting there and gets released and turn out to be big hits and things like this. The genius that he was, it would be a shame. You know what I mean? It would be a shame mm. for his mm. sort of 
ideas okay. and wisdom to not be not be played out in some form, whether that be in right. a year's time or. I read something like Prince has got something like mental like two thousand unreleased records that mm-hmm. they're going to start uh, releasing soon as well. You know, Tupac, they'll they'll no doubt now that the, the news came that there was finally an arrest in relation to his murder, they'll, they'll no doubt release something about him. In fact, there's a TV show that Disney Plus are uh, starting next week about him. Oh, right, cool. So already like that's kind of that's in swing. So like WD, I know they've got to make money, so. You know, if they've got something untapped there with Bray Wyatt, they're going to do it. Like I said, just mm. please do it for the right reasons. And again, they they'll have, they'll have the IP on it as well, surely. So yeah. you know, once the, the horrible phasing, but once the dust settles on on everything that's happened with uh, with, with Wyndham Lytland over the the last year, uh, you know, they they they've got the the copyright, they've got the the licensing to do whatever they want with that character than the, the, the world that it's, it's created there. Um, so, yeah, uh, for page three, I think, uh, Lewis, I'm going to go with you on this one. Uh, I think that, you know, the the possibilities of uh, of bringing, bringing that kind of universe or that, that kind of world back to the WWE universe uh, is, is definitely intriguing, if not... Uh, something that anybody really wants immediately. Uh, so the headline I'm going to give that one is Brave, Brave, Move to Resurrect Wyatt's World. Uh, so we'll have that. Now, uh, usually we would go to the, the TV pages at this point, but I'm itching for a quiz. I'm itching for a quiz. Uh, plus as well, uh, from the selections that you guys gave me today, I think, uh, Lewis, you had suggested... Uh, what you suggested the 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 press conference from Fastlane. Go and check it out uh, if you can find the two minute compilation of uh, Cody and Jay being steaming. Do it. It's oh, it'll give you a good a good thing and a, a good a good feeling, a good bit of buzz. And uh, Prince Nana on Talk is Jericho uh, was your choice, Steve. Uh, again, I might check that out. Prince Nana. I don't know an awful lot about him. I love his dancing. Uh, on the way to the thing and how he's been interwoven into the Ring of yeah. Honor style or the Ring of Honor stuff uh, coming into AEW uh, so those are two things worth checking out if I was going to chuck in anything myself on that just to kind of round this wee section out uh, I would say the uh, the trailer for uh, the Iron Claw dropped today uh, and it looks amazing although I didn't see MGF in the trailer but uh, Jeremy Allen White and Zach Efron look like they have put the work in to Actually, we, we, do, we need to watch along for that. Uh, we need to get something sorted on it. Uh, so yeah, uh, so there's there's three brief picks to to look out for uh, as part of our TV pages. But we're going to go into this quiz now. Two reasons I wanted to do the quiz that we're doing: uh, newspapers, radio shows, they love an on this day type thing. They they love to you know let people know what happened on this day. You know, however many years ago, and coupled with the fact that. Uh, that Adam Copeland has has jumped ship and retained his uh, his synonymous uh, theme tune. Uh, we are gonna have a little game of our own uh, of wrestling on this day. So, I, uh, what I'm gonna do is I have pulled up. Uh, some information of things that have happened in the world of wrestling on this day 
the 11th of October throughout wrestling history. Uh, so uh, I, I'm just going to ask these questions about that. So I'm just going to bring up question number one or screenshot number one. to completely expose us as... So... <laughs> Completely uh, contradicting what you said about the two most knowledgeable men in wrestling. <laughs> so here we go. This is this is number one, and it's uh, basically shout in with your name first to give the answer. Okay. So in two thousand and five, uh, Simon Dean defeated Paul London. Kid Cash defeated Shofunaki, and Hardcore Holly defeated Sylvan uh, at the taping of which WWE show? Steven. Steve. Steve. Um, that must be Velocity. Velocity is. That's a point. Uh, to, that's a point to Stephen. Good, good buzzing in there. Uh, I just need to figure out a scoring system here. Uh, I love Velocity. I, was I would have got my heat. That sounded smacked. That sounded Roy to me, to be fair. <laughs> uh, so that's 1-0 to Steve. Uh, we'll go to... Uh, in 2019, uh, who defeated Charlotte Flair on an episode of SmackDown uh, to take the SmackDown women's title? Lewis. Lewis. Ronda. Incorrect. Steve, chance to go 2-0 oh. up here. Bailey. I remember her being champ around that time. Bailey it is. Yes. Bailey it is. I'm being done a couple of... Oh. <laughs> yep. Uh, all... Also on that show that happened on this day in 2019 at the T-Mobile Arena in Paradise, Nevada, uh, Otis and Tucker defeated Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel in a dark match. Seth Rollins defeated Roman Reigns by disqualification. King Corbin defeated Shorty Gable, Shorty G, by pinfall. Oh, uh, Big E and Kofi and Xavier uh, defeated AJ Styles, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows in a six-person tag. Uh, so a pretty, pretty stacked uh, show. To be fair, uh, someone's someone's defeated Charlotte for the title fifteen times, so there's a few to choose from. <laughs> to be honest, first I thought Becky, but then Becky would have been Raw champion then. Mm. Right. Oh, what was my question going to be on this one? Uh, oh, what will go for on this? Uh, Right, so in 2012 at the Impact Zone in Orlando, Florida, uh, <laughs> the main event of this taping uh, saw Jeff Hardy defeat one half of America's, uh, sorry, one half of uh, Beard Money. Yes. Which half of Beard Money did Jeff Hardy defeat? Um, the fact that Jeff Hardy can I, can you clarify whether Jeff Hardy was a heel or a face at this point? Am I getting that? Uh, he he won by disqualification. Right, I'm going to go with James Storm. Incorrect. It was uh, sake, Bobby. I, I can't even really throw that one over to you, Steve. I can't even nice. give you on that. Uh, but yeah, uh, that was a an impact taping. Fifty chance mo- I've got it wrong. Call the quizzer. Austin Aries beat James Storm in the opener on that show. Uh, Hernandez beat AJ Styles. Uh, 
Christopher Daniels and Kazarian beat Bully Ray and Sting and Miss Test Macker defeated Gail Kim. Uh, that that AJ Styles match only went three minutes. That's you don't you don't usually see an AJ Styles match go that short, especially an impact. So it's a bit of an odd one. Mm. Bit of an odd one. Right. Uh in 1999, uh, there was a very, very stacked WCW Nitro uh, taping. Uh, 9,000 in attendance at the Mississippi Coast Coliseum in Biloxi, Mississippi. Uh, the main event uh, saw a, a tag team match where Lex Luger and Rick Steiner were defeated by Bret Hart and who? Steven Goldberg. Oh, Lewis get in there first there. Lewis get in there first. To be fair, I was between two. I was either going to go for Scott Steiner or Goldberg. But because uh, I think Steve's maybe giving me a slight hint there, I'll go with Goldberg. Incorrect. Oh, no. Incorrect. Can I get it? Can I get it? Go on, pass, pass it back over, Tom. Yeah, it can be passed over. Chris Benoit. It is. It's uh, Chris Benoit, the, the, the infamous uh, wrestler. Name that. Chris Benoit and Bret Hart defeated yeah. Lex Luger and Rick Steiner. Uh, so that's that's you three nothing up here, Steve. That's you, you you know your onions when it comes to uh, stuff that has happened. Uh, right, so the I next pride one... myself for wrestling knowledge as well, so I'm fucking disappointed here, mate. <laughs> okay, so uh, in 1997, there was an ECW show in Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania. Uh, there was a world heavyweight ECW title match uh, took place on that show. Uh, Shane Douglas became champion by defeating who? Steve. 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 Oh, shit. Um, I've got a name on my head. Right, I'll, my first my first guess is Sabu. Incorrect, Lewis. I don't know if he's maybe too too late for this, but I'm going to go with Terry Funk. Incorrect. It was Al Snow. Al Snow. I oh, uh, dropped the ECW World Heavyweight Title. In front I also of... thought Bam. Thought I thought maybe Bam Bam Bigelow. Uh, nope, uh, was Bigelow on that one? No. So this was 97 and it took place in front of 400 people but there was no uh, Bam Bam Bigelow on that uh, card. Right, so as it stands, it's 3-0. We're down to the last question here. And to it's be worth four points, right? Yep, it's, it's going to be worth four <laughs> points. It's going to be worth four points. So you're still in with a chance here, Lewis. Okay. So this was this this one's about a wrestler who was born. I, I'm loving that I've got this soundboard thing working now. I'm, I'm never <laughs> going to be off it. You know what? I've just realised as well. None of those bits have been playing. I've I've had it on the wrong the wrong setting. Did you have you did you? Did, did you just hear nah, that? Mate, heard that? Have you just been hearing that? I, uh, I was going to say no. There's none's, none's been played. Oh, you! Uh, so I'm going to I'm going to have to. <laughs> I could hear it. Now. I could hear it vaguely though. <laughs> right. So, uh, right. So I'll take that bit again. So this one's about wrestlers who were born. I can't believe that none of them have played. <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and edit all in now. Uh, right. So. Uh, Right, because you are so far behind at the moment, 
I, Lewis, I'm going to give you okay. the op- I'm going to give you the option one, two, or three. Pick it, pick a number one, two, or three here. Two. Two. Okay. So, which current WWE wrestler was born? Day. In 1988. Is that what I'm getting? Yep. Current, um, current WWE superstar born October the 11th, 1988. How old does that make them? Uh, that would make them 35 today, yep. Um, is that oh, exactly today? Exactly today. I'm trying to think if I've seen any happy birthdays. Um, Ilya Dragunov. Incorrect. Steve, you want to have a guess at this one? Check it, check it, check it. (laughs) They were singing happy birthday to him. (laughs) Ah, yesterday. Ah, 2am. What? (laughs) 2am at me. I had a different name in my head, but... Rikishi. Rikishi. No, <laughs> Steve, you have uh, got yourself an extra four points. It I is can't me on. It is Trevor, Trevor, uh, Rikishi, Trevor, Rick O'Shea, born on yeah. this day. October the 11th. Uh, I don't believe that. I think I'm that, not. I, I swear to God, I'm not working you. I think the VR. I swear to God, I'm not watching replay. I don't, I don't know if you can see. I want. I'm. I'm calling for a replay of this match. Um, I swear to my my mother's <laughs> life. I have not watched you. That, that was just the one that somehow just came to me. I'll put. I'll put somehow the that is... good process lads. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm putting it into the 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 group chat there so you can see nah, it. Nah, I believe list. you, mate. I believe you. Fair play. Steve. If if if, if you picked play, number mate. if you picked number one uh, instead of number two, it would have been via Ripley that would have gone for on that. Twenty seventh birthday today. Yep, I should have picked number one. Yep, mm-hmm. and uh, if you picked number three, I was going for Taz, uh, who was born in nineteen sixty seven. So that is an absolute clean sweep for you there, Steve. Uh, so Big boy you, from Turkey could have gone with him. So uh, seven points in there, uh, which kind of evens everything out, doesn't it? Like evens evens things out for the week on this week's episode of the Daft Sheet. So Steve and Lewis, thank you very much for joining me. Uh, we've hit the headlines with uh, front page this week uh, with regards to the Tuesday Night Wars was choose as in Tuesday your fighter. Uh, we went for FTR forfeit their run for the back page and uh, Lewis uh, gave us uh, the, the Bray Wyatt, uh, Wyatt 6 story which had the headline Brave to move to resurrect Wyatt's world uh, so yeah thank you very much for uh, listening I will now have to go and edit in all those wee bits that Honesty! thought we were playing during that uh, but uh, yeah uh, hopefully there's going to be a main show at some point in the next month I don't know, I'm not privy to to anybody's diary, hopefully there is one, Uh, but uh, hopefully you're enjoying the daft sheet in the meantime, 
Uh, just all the usual stuff. Uh, if you want a t-shirt that says Margaret uh, the Fiend or uh, anything like that, go to the Spreadshirt uh, thing, uh, sign up to the Patreon so you can get into the Discord and you can, can chat to us guys and gals in there. Uh, and uh, however you enjoy your wrestling for the rest of this week, for the rest of this month, or even... On this day. Uh, make sure that you keep it daft and you keep it sheety. See you later, guys.